0: Welcome back to Gone Outdoors here on KWSN and KFGO Radio. Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri, and uh, we're going to head out to Western North Dakota and chat with a good buddy of ours, Mr. Jason Wright of Ultimate Outdoor Adventures. We've had Jason on our show many times, but I don't think we've ever talked publicly about this topic. We've talked off air many times, we're generally talking Missouri River cacawea something like that but we're actually gonna head up north for this conversation and talk about lake winnipeg how you doing jason
1: oh i'm doing really really good and it's it's always so much fun to have an opportunity to chat with you guys
0: so i know you have like we did uh, many many years ago have became addicted to lake winnipeg it is such a fun place to go although it's challenging as well and it can be very difficult conditions Um, Once you do it, it gets in your blood and you want to keep going back. Why should it be on everybody's bucket list?
1: Well, you know, the word adventure just comes to mind when I think about why I go to Lake Winnipeg. There was a day... Uh, many years ago, for whatever reason, I just got really interested in it. And I would read everything I could about Lake Winnipeg. I would read all the articles by some of the university professors at, uh, at uh, University of Winnipeg. And to be honest with you, I credit you two because it wasn't until you guys started talking to me more and more about it um, that I really realized that I needed to go there to experience it. And you're going there. To, to possibly land the biggest fish of your entire life. Um, and, and that's kind of your primary goal might be that, but it's the adventure. For me, it's the preparation, the getting everything ready, rigging my ranger, you know, making sure I've got two of this and two of that and the propane and I got extra auger blades and I've got everything I could possibly need for the adventure because you're heading out on a lake that's large. And, and the Canadian weather, even though the weather can be so similar to North Dakota weather, uh, Minnesota weather, South Dakota weather, there's something different about it. So for okay. me, it's the preparation. You know, I start preparing about two weeks in advance. And my wife, it drives her nuts because I love just the, I'm, I'm preparing right now. I'm playing with all kinds of stuff and just making sure I have everything. You know, and um, <clears throat> I, I guess for me, the word adventure is the preparation The drive up there to talk about fishing the entire way and uh, communicating with friends that sometimes we only talk every once in a while, you know, we're busy with work.
0: So, Jason, uh, you said that you're prepping right now. We mentioned it in the first segment that we're pre-recording this week. Uh, It is actually Wednesday and me and Kyle are heading up with a couple of our friends here this weekend. But you're going to be up there this weekend as well. Um, Mm -hmm. and I got a question for you. See if you can enlighten our listeners a little bit. We've heard a lot about how the lake has changed since COVID things are changing. Uh, the bite is getting different. (laughs) And I know you talk to a lot of people up there. What do you know about what has changed with the lake in the last two or three years?
1: Well, see, that's the problem. Trying to figure that part out is really difficult. And I'm constantly trying to do it. Um, Now, last year, for example, um, there were so many 20 to 22-inch fish. I went up there quite a bit during the wintertime. Catching 20 to 22-inch fish was was awesome. But there were so many big schools and pods of these fish. And then you had your 24s and occasional 26s and your bigger fish. Um, Now, this year, it's been a little different. Um, It's almost like the fish staged further north rather than dropping down into that south basin. And I've got my own thoughts and wonders. My, my first wonder and thought is uh, that my last trip up there this year was the least amount of snow I've ever seen that time of year. It was the least amount of ice I've ever seen that time of year, so it makes me wonder. It was all, the water was probably the dirtiest I've seen in five or six years. And, you know, back in the day, the goal was to try to find that transition from the dirty water, you know, to something that wasn't as bad. Well, we traveled eight miles this way, five this way. There was, we couldn't find a difference. I'm not exactly sure why that is. Is the red running harder? Not sure. So there's so many variables that it's it's almost like many seasons, uh, you know, when you have a spring fishing season, that it's not until the season's over that you kind of figure all this stuff out. But you know, I think we're going to find here that these fish are going to appear out of nowhere. And, Jason, and,
0: what yeah. um, I've heard so much about the uh, the abundance of forage and bait. Have yeah. you noticed the same thing when you've been up there? And how do you think that's affecting mm-hmm. fishing?
1: Well, that's the next thing that I've never seen as much bait fish suspended up as we saw during our last trip, and we were catching way more suspended fish. You've, you've got to be looking. You got to be looking for those suspended fish. You got to be prepared for those suspend, sp- suspended fish. You know, so if you're working two holes and you got, you know, you got a uh, a live target in your left hand and you've got a spoon in your right hand, you got to have to keep one up high. You know, and obviously we've got the electronics these days, so you can go 360 and look for all this stuff. But you just got to always be prepared. Um, I think we're going to see something happen here uh, shortly, and I think we're going to see an influx of fish. Uh, my next thought is, there's an I call them ice fields. Those are areas where you can't hardly walk across them, you can't drive across them. They're just wide jagged ice everywhere, from when it broke up last fall and then you know just refroze. But I've been almost wondering, is it possible that our 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 bait, our forage fish, are hung up in some of these areas and and they're miles long and in some places 200 yards wide. Are they hung up in there and that's where our walleyes are at? But It's been different. You know what? It's like fishing. It's really like fishing. Um, it's so hard to figure it out. And this year the pattern I think has been more difficult. I think deeper has been better for a lot of people, but it's just going to be a matter of time before that the switch is going to flip and we're going to have those fish show up.
0: Yeah, And you know, Winnipeg, it's, it's such a huge body of water. It's the 11th largest body of water in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's basically its own ecosystem, which changes. Changes with the weather, changes with water flow. Like you said, the the Red River had high current all year. You know, that Mm -hmm. changes things. The bait fish populations rise and fall. Um, Mm -hmm. Every year is different. But one thing I really want to stress to everybody is that the greenbacks are still there. There's a lot of big ones yet. They're all still there. If you ever want to plan a trip, I highly recommend that you still plan on doing it. Don't let the things that happened in 2020 scare you. 2021 borders open. They make it easier now with online licensing, get up there and plan a trip. Jason, if people want to follow you guys, because I know you kind of have this little media thing going on, where can they find you, find you guys at? You
1: know, uh, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Our Facebook page is is a great place. Um, you know, if you really want information from me alone, go to, uh, look Jason right up on Facebook. That's the number one thing to do. Message me, okay? I'm be your best friend. He will be your
0: best friend. He will tell you yes. everything he knows. Trust I me.
1: I will. Yes, I. There's nothing more than I enjoy than helping other people, especially on trips like this. Because just like you said, this is one of those things where you can't worry about what's happened, what's been happened. You don't not plan something because of what you've heard. You've got to go there. You've got to experience it. Because oftentimes that first trip, you just got to get your toes wet. You need to figure out your lodging, where you drive, where you want to hit the ice, and how it's going to go. It took us a few years to figure this out. And it's
0: it's different than any place you've ever fished for many different reasons. And I highly recommend, talk to Jason, talk to us, talk to somebody if you want to go up there and we can help you out. Jason, we really appreciate you coming on Gone Outdoors today
1: awesome thanks guys
0: special thanks to our gone outdoor show sponsors race sport marine adventure rv lakeland general store devil's lake tourism linux of and ion ice fishing and the all new ion alpha electric ice hogger follow along when you go out into the field and the woods are on the ice with gone outdoors podcast at kfgo.com kwsn.com or on apple podcasts you can always find us at breweragreeoutdoors.com and send us a message and we'll get back to you right away And follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Until next week, from Scotty and Kyle, we will be gone outdoors.